If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. You're listening to the Utah Man Podcast, bringing you the latest news and analysis for your Utah Utes. Now, your hosts, Cameron, Ryan, and Scott. Welcome on into the Utah Man Podcast on this episode. The running Utes finally get their assistant coach, and Utes have a big transfer out of the program, and we look at the red and white game. I'm Cameron, and we got Ryan. Hey, Ute Nation. And Scott. What up, boys? What is up, guys? Spring is done. And now we can't wait until fall. Until Camp Kyle starts. Now now the hype starts. It's it's nothing but hype from now till uh, till fall camp, baby. Dude, did you guys see? Is it the ESPN that had Utah at four? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I love me some Kool Aid, but wow. <laughs> okay, so right out of the gates, what do you think? You do you like having those high expectations on the Utes, or do you prefer sneak up on people? Like Kyle's MO, his whole career's been sneaking up on people. But I think, I mean, it, it, we're, I think we're at a point now that that's got to change. That mindset has to change. Well, and being the returning Pac 12 champions, how are you going to sneak up on people, right? I mean, going into the season, you're already going to have that target as being the reigning Pac 12 champion. Not only the reigning Pac-12 champion, but you're returning most of the team that got you there. So, I mean, obviously, outside of a few key guys, but you bring back your quarterback, which is, you know, really the most pivotal part of that equation. And, I mean, I'm telling you, the hype is real, and it's not just Ute hype. It's just not coming from Ute fans nationally people are paying attention to this and i i love it i absolutely love it seeing seeing utah get this much pub in the preseason we're i mean we're used to not getting any type of preseason love and all of a sudden we're at top four in the country (laughs) i mean that's ridiculous how how cool it is what what a ride we've been on it with this program and uh I love it. I know it's high expectations. And if you don't meet those expectations, people are going to look at it as a failure. But I prefer, let's go, let's get the, let's have the um, target on our backs and let's go prove it. Let's go do it again. Last year was fun. It'd be even funner doing it twice. And I don't know if you guys saw the interview Brant Keithy did during the red and white game on Pac-12 Network, but he flat out said that the team's goal is playoffs. 
I mean, they're already talking about it, which I mean, I guess is is cool, and that it, it it makes them hungry, right? You don't want them just to kind of settle that. Oh, it's just we're just going to win the Pac-12, hopefully make it to a Rose Bowl game. No, like they are shooting for even higher than what they did last year. And I think that's what you want out of a team. You want them to keep, you know, reaching for new goals. Okay, so just since we're on the topic, there was a Twitter conversation not that long ago. Would you prefer the Utes go back to the Rose Bowl and win or go to the playoffs and lose? <laughs> that one's tough, right? Because I think no, it's not. Isn't it tough? Well, well, let me let me let me preference that by saying the Rose Bowl, like it is, it is the bowl, right? And especially for the Pac-12, that is that's what everyone's striving for. And to get there and to lose on a field goal, it would be great for Utah to go back and win. But with the landscape of college football, it really is the playoffs or nothing, right? Like even even the New Year's Eve bowls take a very distant backseat to the playoffs. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt about it. And I mean, at the end of the day, getting to the Rose Bowl was amazing. And obviously, for the first time last year, that was a huge hurdle that this program had not been able to get over in the past. And all of a sudden. They did, and it was huge. It was monumental for the program. But ideally, I would take a loss in the playoffs because guess what? That means you are top four at the end of the year. You're, you're the elite of the elite. And, and to make the playoffs, you at most, you have one loss. So that means you've had a, a successful year. I, I take my chances, and I know, obviously, going against, you know, whether that's the Bama, Georgia, Clemson, um, Oklahoma, whoever, whoever those three other teams are, yeah, that's a, that's a tough, tough hill to climb to, to, to expect to beat those guys in the playoff and, and, and then go play for a national title. But, man, why not? Why would you not want to experience that? It just it makes no sense to me whatsoever. I'd I'd much rather take a loss in in the playoff than win the Rose Bowl. You would have never said that before last year. Yeah, but guess what? We're not last year, buddy. <laughs> we've been there. We've done that. Oh, here, here it comes. No, but realistically, I mean, would you argue otherwise? No, I think the playoffs is where he's. You definitely want to be whether you lose or not. Um, but if you don't make the playoffs, the Rose Bowl's a a fine uh, prize. It's a consolation. It's a consolation at this point, and that's okay. That's a that's a good consolation, I guess. But, but the team the team has spoken. Cam, it's playoffs or bust. Let's do it. They definitely are talking about the playoffs. All right, the running units get their coach. Uh, I, we got to take a break and got to refill my water. When we come back, let's talk a little Chris Burgess. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. 
Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. So after what it feels like five years, Craig Smith finally makes the hire and Chris Burgess you guys weren't surprised by this, right? I, I don't think Craig Smith could take the bullying from you fans any longer. He's like, <laughs> fine, I'll hire the guy. All right. Just leave me alone. I guess I'm not surprised because I think we all thought it should happen, but given that he didn't pull the trigger the first time, I don't know. I don't think it was a done deal that he was going to pull the trigger this time. Well, I mean, he he clearly went at his own pace on this uh, on this hiring process, and why that is, or what was going on behind the scenes, obviously we don't know. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, he got his guy, and I think, I mean, I think it's just so pivotal for this program to have a local guy, a guy that knows the program, played with the program, the fan base knows him. And he's got a reputation here locally as far as being able to recruit. And he's got great connections in the AAU leagues. He's, he's got um, international connections. Um, but I just think, I think more importantly, obviously, he's going to be able to, to get some key pieces on this roster, which, let's be honest, that's, that's the most important part. you got to have players um, that are good, that are elite, that can, that can get, that, get the team going in the right direction and then win in a, at a high level. But ultimately, man, it just gives this program a shot in the arm with some excitement. I mean, here, here's an assistant coach, and the, the fan base was on pins and needles over it. I don't even think we were on pins and needles for the head coaching hire last year. We kind of were because I think a bunch of us wanted Alex Jensen. Yeah, but once once uh, once it came out that both <laughs> Alex Jensen and... and um, Johnny Bryant were uh, no longer in consideration. It uh, it kind of lost its luster pretty quick. But no, I think it's huge. I think it's a great hire. Um, I'm just I'm excited to see what he and the staff can do because you're starting to see a little bit of momentum on the recruiting front, which <laughs> it's been a while since we've seen that. Well, I think to your point, Scott, it, on Twitter, as soon as this was announced, that it was you know officially done. That's the most excitement. Utah, the Utah fan base has been about basketball in quite some time. Oh, for sure. And no, I, absolutely. It, it needed that for a, the program, for the fan base, try to get that kind of shot in the arm. So to me, I think this hire is very similar to Jeff Judkins, where he came in under Majerus, had the ties locally, was a member of the LDS church, and kind of bringing that into into the coaching staff, I think that's kind of key when recruiting the state of Utah. I mean, obviously, yes, the state of Utah is a little bit more diverse religiously than it was, you know, back when Majerus was coaching. But I still think that kind of helps that in the local ties because I think that's one thing that Craig was missing was missing uh, with his staff, someone that could con- that was connected 
to to the local high schools here. Yeah, it was. I mean, I think you're right because I mean, Judkins was the reason the Utes got the Johnson boys, Alex Jensen, Drew Hansen, you know, and um, you know was key in putting that team together that ran off or made a run for the national championship. So, when it's yeah. it's it's a little bit of a bummer that. Uh, Majerus couldn't keep his pants on and had to run Judkins out of town. Um, the the late Rick Majerus, sorry. Um, but it was a sad day when we lost Judkins, and especially as he went down to BYU. That was that was I think that was the beginning of the end for Utah basketball. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe maybe Burgess is like reversing a curse. I don't know, but no, it's it's huge. Huge for this program, and and you know obviously at the at the end of the day, assistant coaches on these staffs they're hired to recruit, and they've they've got to bring in guys, and we're already starting to see it. Uh, we've got some um, we've got some guys that are committed to the program. You know, I mean they they secured a, a big point guard. Um, not not literally huge or not literally big, but Mike Saunders from Cincinnati, a, a good point guard who got a ton of athleticism, and uh, um, I mean it's it's an immediate upgrade at the point point guard position. Love Worcester, but Worcester kind of makes the Utes worse. So um, getting somebody that can come in start from day one is huge, um, and then and then addressing. You know, they get that uh, Wilgens Exacte Jr. Um, from the NBA um, Academy in Mexico. Guy who's, I mean, you listen to to Craig Smith talk about him. He's just, he's a guy who can play all over the court. He's athletic. He's got good size. Um, and then, obviously, the latest commit from the center, Quebequieta, uh, who, uh, big dude. That was a big, big commit. Yeah, I mean, he's 6'9", 225, huge wingspan and athletic, you know, and it sounds like the guy's raw, all right? He's not going to come in and he's not going to start from day one um, and probably even be a force early, um, but he's a guy that could be, can really turn in, you know, with some years in the program and, and just turn into a star. Um, so he's got a lot of potential and obviously they're not done. Um, you know, there's, there's a number of guys, some Louisville commits who, uh, um, or who originally were committed to Louisville, who uh, the Utes are now in on, um, with some changes there. So the class hasn't finished. And I mean, I'm excited really where this is going just for the fact that we're now getting some momentum of dudes wanting to come play at Utah who can make it, make a difference. Don't, don't forget the big news that, uh, Big man on campus, Booth Gotch, is declaring for the draft. I, I, I'm kind of shocked. I'm not going to lie. I have too, because dude, that didn't even start well, for I, a horrible I, team. I, I think it's basically it's how you you know you put out a PR release. He knows he's not getting getting drafted. I mean, he's probably done with school. He's played at like twelve universities at this point, <laughs> and Utah twice. So I I think he if anything, four degrees. He's, he's a doctor. He's probably looking at all right. I'm going to declare for the draft. Nothing happens there. Go play overseas, and uh, which you know is probably best because 
things weren't going very well in no. his return here to Utah. And, and things that we're, we're kind of hearing is it's kind of a mutual decision uh, on both parties, which, you know, n- nothing but the best for, Bo- uh, for Booth. Hopefully, um, you know, whatever happens to him, he can find a spot somewhere where there, that's another college program or, or professionally somewhere. Um, but I, I think maybe, yeah, I, I, I honestly think it was probably the best move uh, uh, for both parties, both the program and for him. I'm going to miss his ball handling at the end of a close game. So will Craig Smith, Ryan. <laughs> so speaking of transferring out of programs, Utes lose Scott's breakout player of the year and Ryan. Oh, oh don't you don't you dare go down that road. You secured him. He is yours and yours only, buddy. Oh, I I I'm firm believer that You're speechless, aren't you? I am. I'm a firm believer that when kids want to transfer whether in or out of Utah, that that's their decision. I'm never going to fault a kid for doing what they think is best for their lives, best for their football career or their basketball career. Uh, but I'm not going to lie. This, the Pepins, I'm, I'm, I, oh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of sad. I'm kind of disappointed. I really wanted to see him. It kind of messed you up, didn't it? It did. And I, and I, I just feel bad for you, Scott, because that's your breakout player of the year that you can't switch now. I mean, you have to stay with that. Hey, I, I believe we have uh, uh, video proof of the contrary on that one, my friend. So, but no, I mean, obviously I agree with you and the fact that, you know, he needs to do what's best for him. And if, if he thought whether that's going back home, um, whatever the situation is, I don't know. I was a little surprised by the timing and how quick it was. You know, I get, I get being, you know, homesick and, and, you know, obviously he was dealing with some things and, and not super happy. I'm a little surprised he didn't at least go all the way through spring ball and just get, and just give himself a little bit more time. I mean, I think we've all, we've all dealt with homesickness. It's not fun. It's hard. Um, but it's like anything, right? Uh, you, you give yourself, you give yourself some time and you can kind of work through it and, and learn from it and maybe be better from it. Um, so I was just surprised at how quick it happened, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's his decision and, uh, I'm bummed because I think, I think he could have been a stud here. Um, and I think, and I think he really could have helped this program. Um, even, even as early as this year. So it's, it's disappointing, but at the end of the day, that's, that's college athletics at this point. Yeah, most definitely. And, and I mean, he is a young guy, right? I mean, he technically should still be in high school. Uh, he enrolled early at Utah to play in that spring, in spring ball. Um, and you know, as, as Scott said, kind of things that are out there that we're hearing is it was more just personal matters, wanting to you know, be closer to home. Um, it, and, but with that being said, where do you guys think can kind of step up to that role? Cause, cause we were kind of counting on him. And I think a lot of you fans were counting on him as being Covey's replacement. So now we take a step back, Scott, since he's your breakout player, <laughs> who do you think is going to fill that, that spot now? Uh, to replace Covey that, that a lot of people thought Pippins was going to do. 
If I'm Kyle, I'm making one last run at Covey, convincing <laughs> him to come back. I'm doing a Hail Mary. Let's give it one more chance. Um, but no, I mean, uh, obviously, it's it's going to be committee. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily see any any one player. Nobody's no one player is going to come in and, and replace what Covey did from a leadership perspective, from an on field production perspective at the slot position, but as well as at special teams. I mean, he was so critical to that team last year. And there's not, there's just not a clear cut guy that we can look at and go, yep, he's, he's going to fill that, those shoes. It's going to have to be by committee. And, you know, I, I think that's going to be a number of guys. Um, you're, you're going to see Brand Keithy in the slot. I think you're going to see a number of guys in the slot. I mean, heck, I mean, we may see Cope in the slot. We may, we may see a number of guys, number 25, um, who's got uh, oven mitts on his hand. Um, Mr. Dixon, Mr. Dixon may, may get his opportunity and can, and can prove me wrong that he can catch the ball consistently. So, I mean, um, no, I mean, I, I just think it's going to be committee and, and unless we have just a guy kind of step up out of nowhere and, and really surprise us all. I I definitely agree. I think it's hard to replace a Covey, um, one for one. So I totally see it kind of being a group effort by different individuals. Uh, but we'll, we'll kind of see how that goes. And, and, and really it's hard to say how Pippen's leaving does affect the team just because, you know, we never got to see him um, in there and especially in, in a game environment. Uh, but again, you know, best of luck to him wherever he lands and, and hopefully it turns out uh, well for him. Uh, we're up against a break. When we come back, let's hit into the red and white game. So this past weekend, spring ball came to an end with the annual red versus white game in the snow. Yes, it was snowing. Ryan, how was that for you? <laughs> it, it actually, I mean, it, it was fun. The The first three quarters, actually, the weather wasn't bad. It was just the fourth quarter that it was awful. <laughs> the wind was blowing. It was hailing. It was snowing. It was... Um, but it was fun. I mean, there's uh, we we were obviously not surprising running late, so we missed the first series of the game, the only series that Cam Rising played. Shocker! Um, wow, last time we we asked you to go scout something. <laughs> but as we were as we were walking in, you could hear the PA announcer calling Rising to to cope, Rising to you know. Uh, so and they saw the highlights probably that. That was a successful drive. Uh, and then he didn't play again. And it was just basically uh, Bryson Barnes and Jaquindon Jackson vying for QB2. I'm actually surprised they let Rising play, to be honest with you. Well, he, he had the have, yellow jersey. Yellow he had jersey. yellow jersey on, and they let him do one series, and they threw on every single play he was in. Uh, but still, I'm, I'm, I was just surprised. Uh, especially with what has happened to starting quarterbacks in spring ball in the past. Uh, but yeah. it was good to see that. And in rising, I think I know it's spring ball. It doesn't hold a lot of weight, but I, I kind of feel like he has made even more progression than the Rose bowl. He seemed very, very confident in his receivers and very comfortable in the pocket. I don't I think, think he lacks confidence at all. 
Oh, which, no. which is huge. I mean, I, I mean, to be a quarterback, you have to, you have to be confident in general, but I think uh, he's a pretty cool, calm, collected guy. Well, I just think, I mean, just like any, any quarterback or really any guy, the more experience they get, the more time um, that they have playing the position. I mean, they just, they, they start to excel. The game continues to slow down. Um, and I mean, you saw it last year. I mean, how from the get go, what he was able to do offensively um, through the passing game, through the running game, extending plays, um, just his overall knowledge and comfort level in this system with Andy Ludwig um, last year was was really good. I mean, you, you let, I mean, obviously they're different quarterbacks. I'm not saying Cam Rising's going to turn into you know a number one pick like Alex Smith, but you look at what Alex Smith did his first year versus what he did his second year. Right, he mm-hmm. was pretty darn good in '03, and then in '04, he's a Heisman finalist because he was so dynamic in just one year of growth. And I mean, I think I think we have the, the chance to see something similar from from Cam Rising. He was he was really quite good last year, um, and consistently good. And he and he's got he's got the weapons to make himself look really good as well. I mean. Right. When you've got Jalen Glover and Tavian Thomas in the backfield, I mean, then add Mc, you know, Mackay Bernard and Ricky Parks, um, Ricky Parks. And then you've got the tight ends and then you've got uh, Mackay Cope looked really good in that game. And obviously Vele is uh, stepping up to be the wide receiver number one. So, I mean, he's, he's got a ton of weapons uh, to use and, and to feel confident in throwing to really any of them. And, and, and Ludwig, I mean, man, Ludwig's just got more time to continue to be creative with, with our tight ends and with, uh, with their options as far as out of formation, you know, or whether we're running 13 personnel with tight ends all over the field. So, um, I, I, I really think Cam has a chance to have a special, special year. And if he has that type of year to your point, Ryan, that means wide receivers are getting the job done. That means the tight ends are getting the job done. And, uh, and then on top of that, you're going to still consistently have a good, strong running game that can, they, you know, when teams load up either to stop the run, Cam's going to kill them. If they're going to play off in coverage and zone, um, to to protect against Cam beating them through the air, I'll tell you, man, our running game could could have a field day. So I just, yeah. man, I, I I I I think Cam Cam could have a very very special year. He's he's got to stay healthy, right? I mean, he can say that with any starting quarterback in college football. Um, but we have oh, that's truly have some, part some, of it. We have seen him have some injuries in the past. Uh, Gets knocked he, out in the Rose Bowl, so let, he has uh, he more. has talked about sliding more, um, and he's he said it himself. That he's, he knows he's got to get down. He knows he can't take hits, um, and and obviously, I mean, he wants to play, right? So I think he's gonna. I think you're gonna see him be a little bit smarter, knowing, hey, I just can't run and take on guys and 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 put my shoulder down. He's got to get down, stay healthy, so he can stay on the field. Um, but yeah, that's going to be, obviously that's key. Um, he's got to make good decisions in that regard. So kind of sticking with the quarterbacks, uh, Ryan, as you said, Barnes and Jackson got the, ma- the majority of the reps in the game. 
I am just, I, I just keep coming away more and more impressed with Barnes. That dude is kind of, he's kind of a baller. And I am so mad they took away that touchdown run he had. Oh, oh wait, that bogus. was there was no way that was taunting. Pac-12 refs, baby. Who cares if it's taunting? It's a spring game. Who cares? Oh, um, no. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Jackson. Jackson, a great game, 11 of 17. Um, did have an interception there. Uh, but you go back to the to the Rose Bowl with Barnes and what he did in in spring ball. The the fact that this kid's a walk on and he is playing at a high level. I just I don't know. Like I just I. Don't sleep on him, as all as I it can say. Su- I keep it wouldn't more surprise me if, if he wins the backup job, but just, I mean, they still got to go through all of fall ball, and I think that they'd probably go right down to the wire on which one gets the job. Yeah. But uh, oh, and and not to mention, it's you know, it's yes, more than likely, it's going to be one of those guys who gets the number number two spot, but. Right, Rose, pretty talented kid. Good things from him out of spring. Got a little dinged up there at the end. And if he comes on and maybe he maybe he makes things interesting. And then the 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 thing that could be real interesting is Nate Johnson arriving on campus this summer. Um, he gets introduced into into this uh, for fall camp. Does he come onto the scene? Does he make any waves? So it's going to be, I think fall camp's going to be awesome. But yeah, I mean, I, I think Barnes probably has the upper hand. Um, and that doesn't mean, you know, Jackson still may see some spot duties, whether that's Wildcat like we saw last year. Um, but, I, but I think regardless, we're going to be in pretty good hands at the, um, at the backup position. But let's hope we don't have to use it. You know, exactly. And I'm not too concerned about who number two is, right? Because hopefully we never have to go to number two uh, this season. Uh, but I, I do love the fact, though, that nothing is being given to any of these guys, that they have to go out and earn it. Because um, even though they're competing for the number two job, that will play dividends down the, down the road. And, you know, especially next season, uh, when maybe Rising isn't on the roster anymore. Uh, I, that's, I think it's these, these internal battles, what is going to make players better when it's their time to step up and, and replace a rising. And then along with the spring game, we finally got to see my breakout player in Glover. <laughs> Please. <laughs> we need, would somebody rain cam in? He is just a loose cannon with this. <laughs> But no, it was great to see Glover in action. Uh, I mean, he only had five carries, so we didn't get to see a ton of him. Uh, but that's more than we've ever seen. And I just, I, I could not believe <laughs> that this. He's seventeen years old, and he he's looks, seven. he looks oh, like a grown man. <laughs> his legs are ginormous. <laughs> yeah, and 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 with his size. Is he he's still pretty limber? Like he's quick in the hole, he's mm-hmm. quick on his cuts. Um, so he's not just some big bowling ball out there. I mean, the the guy's got speed and, and quickness and agility. And what the, and he's excited with his limited carries, you could tell he's got good vision. He he knows. Um, well, he averaged know, over seven yards a carry. So I, I think only good things from him are coming our way. Uh, and then. Tevion Thomas 
dropping the ball on the goal line again. I think if that if that was a real game and they reviewed it, I think they would have given him the touchdown based on the replay I saw in the stadium. But 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 still, but still, I mean, still, but still he should have hung on to it. Yeah, and he's still putting the ball on, on the field, and I think that's the one criticism of Thomas. And he don't get me wrong, he is a phenomenal running back, and he had a, a record-setting season last year, and he you know he. He's going to have another big season this year i just he's got to clean up the fumbles that's just the one thing that keeps holding him back he might need to drop a few lbs in the summer too yeah i think he needs to get in a little better shape but you know what i think i think the thing is proven is he's got to come ready he's got to produce and he can't put the ball on the floor because he now has a legit threat for a guy that could replace him and uh, if anything, hopefully that pushes him and focuses him to uh, um, to make this year uh, a big one. Right? He came back. He he could have he could have gone pro. So if he, the fact that he's back, he's got to take advantage of this and and buckle down. And and what we saw last year when he's focused and when he's when he's rolling, he's a beast. And uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, that's that's the same guy we see come fall. So out of the wide receiving groups, um, Money Parks, I think, really stood out to me. Uh, he had two touchdowns for the red team. Uh, we, we saw him sparingly in, in the last season, uh, but I kind of think that's a, a guy that's going to get some, some playing time this year, more playing time than he did last year, kind of part of that rotation uh, in Money Parks. And then Cope, honestly, that the, the catch of the game in that first drive from Rising that's another, you know, special kid that I think Utah back shoulder one handed. <laughs> Utah fans got to keep their eyes out on him. Yeah, well, he, he's a little bigger than I thought he he's was. He's a big kid. Yeah, I mean, for for a young guy himself, he's got some pretty good size to him, and and obviously, granted, it's just a spring game, but the fact that he was still out there catching the ball, making plays, regardless of who it's against, is a positive sign. So, yeah, I think I think I think he's definitely going to some surprise. Um, this fan base this year, and I think he's going to play a bigger role than maybe any of us anticipated. Um, and and I hope that's the case with Money Parks too. Obviously, we saw him. You mentioned he got two two TDs, two two big catches there, um, and some of that was in the slot. So maybe you know, I'm just I'm excited to see what Ludwig does with all his talent, um, moving guys all over the field. Um, obviously, we're going to see Keithy all over the field, but I'd like you know I'd love to see. The I wide receivers see, all lined up. I could see him putting Bernard in the slot too. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that, and that's that's the beauty of it. Is he's got weapons. There's so much talent on this offense that you know they're going to roll. They're going to score points, and then it's going to come up. It's going to come down to the defense again. Um, to can can we stay healthy and keep positions? Which you know we saw towards the end of last year. That kind of uh, that kind of hit us pretty hard. Um, but man, I think I, our D line has a chance, I think to be really, really special this year. Yeah. Tafuna is going to be a beast. Well, just, I mean, just overall, there's so much depth on that defensive line, um, from defensive ends, uh, you know, but especially the tackles, 
man. And I, I, I love the addition of Luther Ellis and those guys are going to be good. Obviously from the linebacking position, which is going to be key to what that defensive line is doing. A lot of young guys between Medlock and and Barton, but man, Kyle seems to be singing their praises early. Yeah. And the, Hayden Fury was out there. He played quite a bit. If he does get serious time, that's a that's awesome. That's a big accomplishment that uh, um, where he's come from to be able with all these talented guys on the roster that that he's going to get significant minutes and and it looks like he probably will at least in in certain packages. So uh, that's awesome. Uh, Barton got a ton of time. Uh, that Tabi Tabarachi is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Tab- he got a lot of time. Medlock got a lot of time. I don't. Kareem, you read. I didn't. Maybe he played, but if he did, he didn't play a lot. Um, I think they were trying to give give some run to some of those new guys and give them some experience. But uh, Blender Barton, he's he's fast. He he can go sideline to sideline pretty quick. It was good to see to Travis Broughton back out there too. Yeah, man. We need we need health at that cornerback position. Speak it into existence. Speak it to the heavens. We need some good juju at the corner spot. All right. So all in all, a, a fun red and white game, and I mean, obviously, it's it, it's for the fans, right? And it's 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 always great to to get Utah football, even if it is um, a, a practice game. It, it's still great to have some Utah football. Uh, Ryan, where can people find you on Twitter? At Drum and Feather. Drum, the letter N, feather. And Scott? Yeah, you can find me at Uteman underscore forever. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Utah Man Podcast. You can always listen to us at our home at UtahManPodcast.com, as well as anywhere you listen to a podcast, we're there, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Until next time, go Utes. Go Utes. Go Utes. We'll be till I die, Kayai. We're good. Let's cut it. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are their own and are no way affiliated with the University of Utah. Oh, that guy. What what does Jeff Junkins do? What are you saying? I'm saying Judkins. The first time you did not say Judkins. Oh, oh, we're back to Jeff Judkins. Okay. That's what I said the first time. No, you oh, you, you weren't even close to the go, first time. Go back and listen. I hate you guys. You're like Jeff Zimamato. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Jeff Junkins. Junk- I, I, you weren't even that close. It was like it was worse than Junkins. <laughs> How do I mute Scott on this? Uh. <laughs> hey, it's not just me. Ryan heard it too. <laughs> Hey, welcome back, <laughs> friends, to the Jeff Junkins pregame show. We're joined here by Jeff Junkins. <laughs> I hate you. He's our special guest from Sweden. All right. You, you got that out of your system now? Oh. I don't know. Question is, do you have that out of your system? <laughs> <laughs>